0: You are listening to Church Talk with Isaac. Welcome back to another episode of Church Talk with Isaac. I am your host, Isaac Watson. And uh, we've been on a great conversation on honor. I've been getting a lot of great feedback, and I really appreciate you all. Every time I get on, I just want to make sure that I honor you, all of you listeners, all of you downloaders, all of you subscribers, um, all of you Facebookers, um, all of you who check out my website, who send me messages via my website, uh, and just give me your feedback and just let me know uh um you all who let me know how much uh this podcast has been really helping you blessing you informing you and i want to make sure that i'm doing everything that i can do uh to be a blessing to you so again we've been off uh on a conversation about honor these past couple episodes and what i want to do today i've had some people uh bring to my attention uh the topic of double honor what double honor is and the importance of honoring your spiritual leaders. So we're gonna talk about that. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take some minutes. Some I'm gonna take some time today, and we're gonna talk about what it looks like to honor your spiritual leaders. Again, church talk with Isaac is a podcast that deals with conversations, all things church related, just not from the perspective of uh, those who are in uh, part of the congregation of a church, but all topics. From the pulpit to the pew as i like to say so we're going to deal with this topic and i'm going to deal with some some things from a pastoral perspective from a from a uh from a perspective uh as someone who oversees a, a local church me and my wife uh oversee a local work and uh i want to give you all some feedback i'm just not speaking of me although i'm included within the conversation but just to give you all some ideas of how to honor um, the men, the women, the man of God, the woman of God, uh, the apostle, the pastor, whoever uh, um, um, who oversees you, who shepherds you, and give you some ideas of some of the things that they may look for, even if they don't ask for it, just some things that they may look for um, that they may look at as being honorable towards them. So I'm gonna give you uh, maybe about three or four points uh, of some things that we look for again one of the ways that we describe honor honor comes from the Hebrew word Kabed and kabed is a word where we get the word kabad from and that word uh, means glory value weight uh, So it gives the impression of placing weight on someone um, identifying someone's value someone's worth Uh, So when we talk about honoring someone, what we're really talking about is being able to identify and discern uh, someone's value regardless of whatever dirt you may know or see about them. There's always something valuable about someone. So, when we're talking about senior leadership and those who pastor you, those who shepherd you, those who are responsible for your spiritual well being, um, one of the things that we have to know is that you, as the one who is receiving, you have to understand what it looks like to honor your leader. So, I'm gonna talk about some different ways. Uh, that you can display honor towards your spiritual leader and um, number one one of the way, the first way that you can display honor towards your spiritual leader is by or, and, and as a matter of fact probably the greatest way that you can display honor towards your spiritual leader is by being fruitful being fruitful. So this is why this is important y'all you got you got leaders who get up week after week, Conversation after conversation, meeting after meeting, teaching after teaching, disciple after disciple, and they're pouring out, and they're pouring out. And one of the worst things that a leader can experience is their pour not being reciprocated, or or becoming fruitful in the life of the person that they're pouring into. The greatest joy um, that a leader can actually have is seeing the seeds that he or she plants produce a harvest in the life of the people that they are sowing into. Growth y'all is honorable. Growth is probably one of the greatest forms of honor that a student, a disciple, a son or a daughter, a, 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 a member of the congregation can display is growth. Intentional growth is honorable. So it's just not about coming to church or having a conversation and hearing it and doing nothing with what you have heard um, not bearing any type of, of fruit, not placing any type of energy or urgency on on uh, on what that leader is presenting to you, but uh, not just being a hearer, but becoming a doer. The Bible says, don't be a hearer only, but become a doer of the word. In other words, apply what you've received from them in order for you to produce godly fruit. Fruitfulness is one of the greatest ways that a spiritual leader can see that the people that they lead truly honor them, honor their word, and honor their labor. All right, that's the first one. The second one, uh, the second way that a, uh, a student, a disciple, or a son or daughter can honor their spiritual leader is by avoiding slander and gossip concerning them. This is a big one, y'all, because within the church, the fact of the matter is that everybody has an opinion. Everybody has a perspective. Everybody has their own perceptions of what should be, um, the way things should be, how things should get done. Everybody has an opinion. And um, it becomes, the, and now, now, now let me say this. There's nothing wrong with having an opinion. Honor is not the removal of opinion. However, when your opinion begins to degrade and devalue the worth of your leader in the eyes, not just your own eyes, but also through your words, it begins to devalue the worth of your leader in the eyes of other people, then that is when you enter into a place that we would call dishonor. There is no perfect leader, y'all. Your leader, your pastor is not perfect. There are some things that he may get right. There are some things that he may not get right. But when we deal with honor, honor is fruitful and honor is valuable. It's being able to see the things within your leader that are fruitful in them and that are valuable in them. So one of the things that we have to do because because no leader, no man, no woman is perfect and 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 um. Oftentimes what we do is we hold them up to a greater standard than what we ourselves should live by um, uh, when in actuality we all should strive to live godly lives. Yes, of course, as a spiritual leader, you are judged with a stricter judgment. Those who teach the word, they are judged with a stricter judgment. They are held accountable to God, to the things that they do, the things that they say, how they interact with people, how they treat people, so forth and so on. Um, but one of the things that we have to do, we and now I'm, I'm, I'm speaking in terms of, of the student, of the member, of the disciple, of the son, of the daughter. One of the things that we have to do is, is uh, find a way to honor the things that are fruitful and valuable in their life. And in the areas in a leader's life where they may not be as strong, we have to learn not to gossip about and not to create slander around, but we have to learn how to pray for them and uphold them in the unfruitful areas of their life. Now, listen, I'm not talking about sin. I'm not talking about immorality and uh, and uh, and uh, upholding them in areas of their life where they may be blatantly opposing God's will for them blatantly uh entering into perversion of any type just not sexual perversion but whether it's is it's greed whether it's idolatry whether it's you know any any type of perversion uh sexual perversion whatever it may be I'm not talking about upholding those areas pray for those areas Um, But the fact of the matter is that when I'm dealing with upholding and praying for areas in individuals' lives, I'm not talking about subjecting yourself to immorality. I am talking about praying for the imperfections and the weaknesses in your leader's life. Every leader has strengths. And every leader has weaknesses. And, and 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 a man and woman of God who understands the principles of honor and what honor should look like, how honor should be displayed, being able to see the best in people and being able to speak to the best in people. One of the things that we have to learn how to do is, uh, is not throw people away because of their weaknesses, but learn how to pray for people, pray for our leaders because of their weaknesses. All right. all right I hope y'all with me I hope so far this is good all right the third one that we're going to cover a way to honor your spiritual leaders is uh is to sow into your church sow into your church what does it mean when you sow into your church and how is sowing into your church honoring your leaders when you sow into your church What you are saying is that I value the vision that God gave my leaders. I value the vision that God gave my leaders. Different ways you can sow into the church. You can sow financially. You should sow financially. You should should sow in volunteering your services. You should sow in serving, becoming active, participating. Partnering with the ministry, seeing how can my gifts, how can my talents, how can my strengths, how can, how can I, how can the grace of God that's on my life help to enhance and sustain the ministry that God has given the man and or woman of God that he has um, given me to help to lead and direct my life. How can I do that? How can I partner with them? How can I resource them? How can I, what can I do? What do I have that can, that can, that can create a pool of resources? Or if I don't have much, what can I do that can help to the resource them? When you sow into your church, you are, you are the, um, the spiritual leader sees that as a form of honor, as a form of honor. It's very important. Now, one of the things and one of uh, now, I, you know, well, let me get on to the fourth one. And then we'll we'll get a little bit more into this topic. The fourth way that you can honor your spiritual leaders is just not by sowing into your church, but also by sowing into your leader's life personally as well. When you sow into your leader's life financially, whether it's resourcing, whether it is assisting in whatever way that you can, with them. When you're doing that, what you say to them is that, I value what you carry. I value your labor. I see, I identify, I understand your labor. I value your time. I value your investment. And I value your revelation. I value what God has given you. I value the way that you teach. I value um, um um what you uh release to us because the fact of the matter, uh people, is that many pastors or leaders they give generously without receiving or asking anything in return. So when we say that I honor you, one of the um um honor is just not seeing them the right way, but when you see people the right way, there are corresponding actions that demonstrate what you see, how you value, the weight that you see that they walk in, that they carry, the grace of God that's on their life that they carry. Now, what we're going to do, I'm going to go through some scriptures uh, and uh, because I know some of y'all like, it's it, you know, some leaders are uh, are intimidated and sometimes afraid to deal with some of these types of conversations because they don't want people to think that all they want, all, all leaders want is your money and blah, 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 blah. The fact of the matter is that most people, you give everybody else your money, your resources, your time, whatever the case may be. But when you have people that leaders that give you revelation, that give you tools, check this out, y'all, tools that will sustain you for the rest of your life, the least you can do is sow a seed. The least you can do is, is, uh, is display, I honor you by word, um, um, through conversation and through sowing. Now, 1 Timothy chapter 5, verses 17 and 18, it says, let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. For the scripture says, you shall not muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain, and the laborer is worthy of his wages. Again that's 1 Timothy chapter 5 verses 17 and 18. Let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor. Who are elders? Elders within the local church are those who are called to oversee within the local church. Elders according to Acts chapter 20 verses 27 and 28, elders are those who are assigned to shepherd and bishop or oversee the flock of God. So elders are those who teach Elders are those who disciple, elders are those who steer the vision of the local house, and your senior leaders, whether they acknowledge themselves as elders or not, your senior leaders are the senior elders of the local church that they lead. That they oversee. They are the overseers of that church. And what Paul admonishes Timothy, he says, let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. This is why he used another scripture. He said, for the scripture says, you shall not muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain and the laborer is worthy of his wages. Now, Paul also dealt with the ox, and uh, not muzzling an ox in first Corinthians chapter nine verses, uh, 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 beginning at verse three. And I'm going to read it from the new living translation. Cause I think it makes a little bit more sense. It says, this is my answer to those who question my authority. Don't we have the right to live in your homes and share your meals? Don't we have the right to bring a believing wife with us as the other apostles and the Lord's brothers do. And as Peter does, or is it only Barnabas and I who have to work to support ourselves What soldier has to pay his own expenses? What farmer plants a vineyard and doesn't have the right to eat some of its fruit? What shepherd cares for a flock of sheep and isn't allowed to drink some of the milk? Am I expressing merely human human opinion or does the law say the same thing? For the law Moses says, you must not muzzle an ox to keep it from eating as it treads out the grain. That's what it means, don't muzzle the ox while it treads out the field. It it literally means don't muzzle an ox to keep it from eating as it treads out the grain. Was God thinking only about oxen when he said this? This is still the scripture. Wasn't he actually speaking to us? Yes, it was written for us so that the one who plows and the one who threshes the grain might both expect a share of the harvest. Since we've planted spiritual seed among you, this is Paul speaking to the Corinthian church. Since we, as the apostles, as the planters of this work, as the overseers, as the elders of this work, since we have planted spiritual seed among you, aren't we entitled to a harvest of physical food and drink? If you support others who preach to you, shouldn't we have an even greater right to be supported? But we have never used this right. We would, rather, we would rather put up with anything that be an obstacle to the good news about Christ. Don't you realize that those who work in the temple get their meals from the offerings brought to the temple and those who serve at the altar get a share of the sacrificial offerings? In the same way, the Lord ordered that those who preach the good news should be supported by those who benefit from it. This was a mouthful, y'all. Paul said a whole lot. And uh, really what he's displaying to the Corinthian church is that you must learn to become honorable. Stop allowing your spiritual leaders to struggle, to not, um, um, stop allowing your spiritual leaders to go without. Um, Paul is literally saying that when they give you something, when your leaders give you something that will sustain you for a lifetime, the least you can do, is sow a seed. Make sure, make sure they don't have any lack, so that they can continue to serve you without unnecessary stress. So that they don't have stress upon them that's unnecessary. Leaders, let me tell you this, and 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 uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stop in a little while because I'll try to keep it within a certain uh, time frame. But those who are called to be your senior leaders, your spiritual leaders. Their, their primary responsibility in your life is to make sure that they are praying for you, to make sure that they're lifting your needs in prayer, to make sure that they are uh, contending with heaven for your destiny, for your future. And oftentimes, prayer will translate into conversations. It will translate into counseling. It will translate into teaching. Their primary responsibility is to pray for you and it's also... Uh, to teach. Acts chapter 6, verses 1 and 2 in the New King James Version. It says, Now in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplying. There arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. Then the twelve summoned the multitude of the disciples and said, is it not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables? I want to I want to read that to you again, but in the New Living Translation, because it's a bit more simple. It says, but as the believers rapidly multiplied, there were rumblings of discontent the Greek speaking believers complained about the Hebrew speaking believers saying that their widows were being discriminated discriminated against in the daily distribution of food. So the 12 called a meeting of all the believers and they said, we apostles should spend our time teaching the word of God, not running a food program. And so brothers select seven men who are well respected and are full of the spirit and wisdom Uh, We will give them this responsibility. Then we apostles can spend our time in prayer and teaching the word. The apostle Paul was saying, look, y'all, y'all want us to wait these tables to do all these these things that really you can take care of among yourselves. If you want us to be most effective, you have to allow us to labor in the word of God And labor, in prayer. You have to allow us to engage in heavenly things so that we can translate what we've received from heaven and give to you as milk and as meat so that you can grow up in all things to be formed into the likeness of Christ. Now, I said all that to say this, y'all. We have to learn how to honor the leaders that God has placed over our lives. We can't we, we can't stress them out with things um, that really, even though they think they, they can't partake in, they should take pleasure in being a part of the people's lives that they lead and oversee. Their primary and first obligation is to the word of God to, to, to spending time with Jesus, to praying and engaging with heaven concerning the people that God has given them to lead so that they can lead you effectively without hindrance, Without, uh, um, without unnecessary stress. And honor is to say, hey, I see you. I value you. I appreciate you. I'm sowing into what you have deposited into me. You've given me something that I can build on for a lifetime. I'm sowing into that. God gives seed to the sower. I am the field. I am the harvest. That you have plowed in Because we're not talking about physical fields We're talking about men's lives that are the harvest I am the harvest And uh, because you have caused me to become fruitful in my life I'll allow you to eat from the fruit of my life That's what it means to give That's what it means to sow seed To give double honor A worker is worthy of his wages Um, 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 Don't muzzle the ox that treads out the corn Uh, um, Let's be honorable to our leaders So listen y'all I hope this helped y'all. Uh, uh, <laughs> I know it was a lot, um, but I think it's very important. So listen, I hope y'all enjoyed this uh, 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 church talk with Isaac again. I receive your uh, um, your requests. I receive your uh, um, your emails. Um, follow me on Facebook as well on my Church Talk with Isaac site, we can create more dialogue around these. I know some of y'all may have more questions than you do answers because of the misappropriation of some of this, uh, these principles, um, the abuse of some of these principles. Um, let's work this stuff out by the word, all right? Love y'all. Talk to y'all soon. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Church Talk with Isaac. If you enjoy our content and benefit from this podcast, Do me a favor and subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends, family, and colleagues. I'm also on all social media platforms and would love to connect with you. You can also partner with us by visiting IsaacWatsonMinistries.com and clicking Donate. Your partnership helps us to get the message of Jesus through Isaac Watson Ministries to the world. Talk to you soon.